Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Broads, today's episode is sponsored by Shirley Wines, which, if you haven't already heard us talk about how obsessed we are, is the first non-alcoholic wine that doesn't taste like a compromise. In fact, Shirley Wines tastes so much like the real thing. The only difference is there are none of the negative side effects that come with alcohol. Shirley comes in four delicious types, rosé, Sauvignon Blanc, sparkling wine, Pinot Noir, and like we've said before, they are all delicious. I like to switch it up personally depending on the mood I'm in, but honestly, they're all amazing. You have to try them. And Chatty Broad's listeners can visit highshirley.com slash chatty and use code chatty to receive 20% off all Shirley products. That's highshirley.com slash chatty and use code chatty to receive 20% off all Shirley products. And welcome to another episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. It's the love broads. The love broads. Or the breakup broads because I don't know the questions. Yeah, it's what's so funny is also I'm just going to be completely transparent. We had people sending these questions so long ago. Half of these people may be broken up now. I know, and we are so sorry. But you know what? This could be broads. Today we're going over audio questions sent in from some of the broad squad. What this could be is, um, you know, even if they did break up, future yeah, this advice. this is a teaching moment. This is a teaching moment or also... I, the amount of advice that I have gleaned post-serious relationship from other podcasts is mind-blowing mm. to me. I'm like, if I would have had some of these podcasts while I was in a dating situation mm. and like not 100% sure, might have done a little better. Not mm. sure if our advice is going to do that, but... <laughs> I, no. But, you know, do as I say, not as I do. I feel like I'm pretty good about that. Yeah. You know, I give relationship advice to Grayson all the time. This is how you should be acting. <laughs> you should that, do and it And I this should probably way. take some of it, you know? But I'm like, if you could just be patient and talk to me in a kind way and ask me to do that, things you would know, go better. It's interesting you say that. I'm like, I'm thinking <laughs> about all the times that I talk at Evan about something that I need to learn. And it's like, he's not even really doing it. And I'm just like, you need to work on this. And I'm like, he actually really doesn't. I'm just talking to myself. I think usually we both do, but it's like, you know, he'll be like, can you do this? I'm like, well, you could just say that in a kinder way. I'll keep saying it in the rude way, <laughs> but you do it first. But then if I'll you're kind, then there's less likely to have as many arguments, right? If mama's happy, everybody's happy. You know, That's my dad hates know. that. Uh, say, my dad goes, oh, I hate that scene. Oh, happy mama's, wife, happy ma- life. Yeah, type or thing? like mama's happy, everybody's happy. How do you feel about that? I don't like that either. I know. 
I'm just like, kind of fucked up. I'm like, no. <laughs> so like, if Mama's sad, she's gonna project her mood onto everyone yeah, and ruin everyone's it's day. Like, it, like this, the, like the the basis of it sounds like we should make sure that Mom's happy. It's like, no. What you're really saying is that you know, if if Mama's not, right, then she will like take out her wrath. Isn't on that you. a saying? Like, if Mama ain't happy, nobody's happy. Yeah, it's like some passive aggressive bullshit towards the mom. Actually, yeah, if Mama ain't happy. She's gonna ruin everyone's day. <laughs> it's just like Jesus. Geez. <laughs> That's not healthy. No. <laughs> Gosh, don't put that pressure on me. I can't have a bad day unless and then I got to know that my whole family's going to suffer if I'm just a little bit grumpy. Speaking of mamas and papas and and couples, uh, we are going to do in the next two weeks a couples swap episode where you do an episode with Gray and I do an episode with Evan. Gray was telling me about your guys' episode that you're going to do and it is so... F- okay, I'm just going to spoil it already. Uh-huh. It's going to be all about Disney and they like have categories where they're going to be like... Disney movies your children should not watch. <laughs> Disney, you're like underrated Disney movie. I'm pretty actually excited I'm stoked. about he it. He sent me an outline, a very thorough outline <laughs> that I loved. And I was like, oh, I am ready. And and talking about like your favorite, like your top five favorite Disney songs, yes. the most overrated Disney songs. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, I cannot wait to dive into this. Yeah. In fact, it inspired me. And I started watching some uh, Disney movies and there was one, and I'm not going to spoil it because I'm going to talk about it on the episode. Yes. The soundtrack to it, when I say it actively makes me weep, mm. like I turned it on and Ember's watching it and I'm just like sobbing in mm. the background. Mm. Like, mm. and I think it's very underrated and I'm going to be like, Is it Frozen 2? No. Okay. You know how I feel about it. You know, I, know. I love the Frozen 2 in general. But no, this is, it, it's a random one. Have and- I talked about how I hate Elsa? Have we talked about that on the podcast? No, do you really? I don't like Elsa. Okay, why? Okay, well, first of all, every I like Elsa's every little girl's favorite pretty much. Mm-hmm. But I don't like Elsa. At least not in the first movie. She's so, and I know that she's like misunderstood and all that, mm-hmm. but she's always actively pushing away this person who cares so much for her, and she treats Anna like shit. You know, and she's she, and she so struggles. I know, but sometimes I'm like, girl, you're being really self-absorbed. I know you have problems here, but you're like, no, I'm so. <laughs> Bye, Anna. I'm like, bro, your sister cares so much about you, and you're so caught up in your own bullshit you can't even see how much she loves you and that pisses me off elsa does struggle with intimacy i believe yeah which maybe some of these questions might allude to as well who knows so (laughs) uh but anyway i'm excited for you guys to do your episode also i'm gonna make sure that we write this that we actually do write this in the instagram caption (sighs) i gotta remember this in my brain because i want Evan and I are, they're going to have a lovely Disney conversation full Mm -hmm. of sweet, fun, wholesomeness. We may argue, who knows? I'm sure I might get pretty hot about some of my my favorites. I'm sure Gray will come in with some hot takes about Disney movies your children should not watch. I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. Um, Yeah, he's going to come in being like, this character is toxic. (laughs) Um, Cancel them. But meanwhile, Evan and I will be debating things. Mm -hmm. So I want you guys in the comments. I will make sure that on this episode post on Instagram, we ask for a prompt for things for Evan and I debate on. Now, now I don't want it to be like political stuff. No, 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 none of that. No, we want want fun, some fun, lighthearted debates that will become very angry. Yeah, yeah, that will become extremely impassioned Mm -hmm. and may result in us not talking for a few weeks. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, debates (laughs) about... 
something that immediately came to mind for some reason is, do you know, some people don't use like top sheets. They just use duvets. That's a fantastic debate subject. Yeah. So I just thought in my mind about Evan's uh, impassioned thoughts on meetings versus no meetings. Right. Meetings versus no meetings. Or like, for example, Evan's brought up to me multiple times how he doesn't think like it's actually necessary to drink water. Yes. Is water valuable? (laughs) (laughs) Necessary. So I would love those kind of topics. And also, it doesn't even have to be stuff that like Evan and I disagree on. Like we will pick sides and we're going to we're going to chart down who's arguing for what side. Oh, a thousand percent. No, you both will have to actively take a side regardless of what you believe. And it will be passionate. If I'm assigned to it, I do believe it. It becomes my identity (laughs) and I will fight to the death about it to make sure I am right. Um, We also might need a moderator. We might need we might need you to come in, Jess, with like a little dinger. Ding! Okay, back your time's up. I will happily be the monitor, yeah, yeah. moderator. Yes, I will silently be in the corner. And no, I like the idea of a bell, and you just bell when we have to stop it. talking. We should get like two minutes I just to fight need, our like, side. A, I'll just take a. I'll get a squirt gun, and I'll just start yeah. squirting people when it's just getting out of line. The mics are just it's sizzling. Just <laughs> Break, everything's breaking. That's gonna be a good episode. It sets <laughs> on fire. <laughs> so start thinking, you guys. A perfect prompt. Uh, A perfect prompt. All right, but um, relationship advice episode. Should we just dive in? Yeah. Um, yeah. Should we just you just want to pick one and play the and roll the audio? Ab- I really like when we have the audio. Absolutely. I say we just we just dive in. I'm just gonna pick a random one and we'll see uh we'll see how this goes. Hey broads, I am in a lovely relationship with a man who loves me very much just diving right in and i am super happy about it um and that's it (laughs) (laughs) wow okay just a call to flex thank you so much i'm so happy that you're in that relationship that's like when people post um they're like advice or no no no, confession boxes you know people like i confess that i think my husband is so hot and you're like so turned on by my partner (laughs) no okay this, this broad would never would never uh, I'm someone that really likes being flirted with, that really loves that feeling uh, right before you kiss someone new for the first oh, time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it. And that really loves, like, you know, having fun times with different dudes. Um, I know me, and I know that I like to be self-destructive and self-sabotage, and I don't want to do that. But it's also kind of terrifying for me to think of being with the same person forever without having any of that uh, fun, sexy newness help. Okay, I have a question for you first, Jess. Yes. So obviously we've had a lot of conversations about this in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. But did you... um, did you actively have any of those fears in your first several years of being with Evan or did it not cross your mind or did you sort of just quell it and because it wasn't an appropriate thing to think about? Can you remember? Yeah, I remember. It's to be completely honest, I think that I was so when we and at least were initially dating, I was so caught up in my like incredibly toxic jealousy oh that my obsession with controlling our relationship was the only thing i was thinking about which was so not good but that was where my focus I, was I that. you know what i mean so i wasn't thinking about like oh my god i would love to like you know uh, or i'm yeah, worried sure, sure, sure. i'm concerned about right. you know not having that experience um but then i would say definitely after we got back together because then i had that like 
year, year and a half where I was, you know, hooking up with different people and having fun. And then when we got back together, it wasn't immediate, but closer to our wedding, I was, it was definitely something that I, in the back of my head was processing, especially Mm. because I was like, in general, I haven't had that much experience. Like, even though the society and culture I was in that was very like, get married young so that you can have sex because that's what is pure and good. (laughs) And that was the, like where I was living in, um, Even though that was there, I kind of in the back of my head was always a little bit like, I just have this question, but it wasn't something that was that I like really explored because I was like, oh, I shouldn't be having those thoughts, even though those thoughts are uh, so valid. Mm -hmm. But because of how I was raised, I just kind of would just I'd have them and I just shove them away. Yeah. I think you also just like sometimes don't it's not even something I've really like thought about, I guess, mm-hmm. until recently. Like, I guess I sort of always took for granted, like, yeah, you're going to meet some, I'm going to meet someone or be with someone and then we'll be together the rest of our lives. And you don't really like think out the, what's that's going to be like. Yeah. You know, it's very conceptual. And I think once you're in a relationship for like a minute or you're married or whatever that like longer term relationship looks like, like people start then to actively have that thought. Mm. And I just want to, Shout out this broad. I know that that uh, you were saying that, you know, you feel like you're self-sabotaging. But also at the same time, I do think that it is a strength to know that about yourself already, for sure. And talk about it. Because some people just kind of pretend it away and then they end up a being thousand, in affairs and shit like that. Because they're not acknowledging percent. it. And then it gets even more shameful. And then when you're caught up in the shame, then you just find your way into bad situations, I think. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. So what um, are your thoughts are on thoughts on this your current thoughts honestly i my current thoughts are like i think it's difficult because you know and you and i can attest to this too when you first if you haven't had this conversation with your partner before mm-hmm. the first time bringing it up is like maybe like and i'm not even saying like hey do you want to have an open relationship just being like do you ever struggle with this fear? Mm-hmm. Person might be like, what the heck? No. I feel like it takes a lot of time, like even like months or years to really sort through what your feelings are, especially when you're like learning more about resources, about what like non-monogamy can look like, or even just like just different boundaries of being okay with someone having flirtatious relationships. Like I don't think it's like a one or two conversation thing. I think it's a process of someone really thinking about it because oftentimes we haven't really thought about what that could look like for us or what our feelings would be so I guess I would say like bring up those fears to your partner Mm -hmm. and um just sort of feel out over time like where what do I really feel comfortable or not feel comfortable and not just with what what's expected in society of an August relationship but like where are my insecurities and weak points and like where do I feel secure? And like, how can we? Yeah, and, and I guess just sort of feeling that out with each other. And then I would say otherwise, though, sometimes even having that conversation quells a lot of anxiety to just get that off your chest to your partner. And then I feel like you could just do it if, if the person is af- after time still being like, I can't accept you ever having a flirtation, flirtatious relationship with someone or, you know, whatever it is that you're looking for, then there might 
you might really need to think about that and mm-hmm. if that like aligns with what you want. But otherwise, I think you can kind of cross those bridges when you come to it too. Like oftentimes, like I said, you'll get the anxiety off your chest and then you're kind of like, hmm. And then one day, you know, you might be like, oh, I'm really like desiring this. Then you can have a further conversation. Okay, broads, got to pause for a second and talk with you all about something. There is just nothing like a fresh, home-cooked, flavorful meal. But if you're like me at all and struggle in the kitchen making delicious meals that don't take hours or send you down a Pinterest rabbit hole trying to find a good recipe is a whole lot easier said than done. Okay, I know for myself personally, I struggle between trying to figure out what to make and then not knowing the ingredients and then having these super specific ingredients that I know that if I go buy, I'll never use again. You know what I'm talking about? Quite the predicament, okay? Especially if I'm trying to figure out what to make when I'm already hungry. But HelloFresh has been saving my butt lately because with HelloFresh, a delicious meal is always just minutes away. If you don't know about HelloFresh, here's the 411. HelloFresh delivers farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes right to your door. You're never going to have to recipe hunt or wait in line at the grocery store for that one special ingredient ever again. Just quick, easy, delicious recipes that anyone can make. Uh, Just browse through their menu of over 50 different options each week and choose what you want. Then when your delivery shows up, just follow the instructions. And in a matter of moments, dinner is served. Let me tell you something. HelloFresh has been a lifesaver around my house, especially on those nights when it's suddenly 630 and I have no idea what to cook. And we've been running around all day. Typically, those nights would always be delivery nights. But now that I have HelloFresh always on standby, I can have Santa Fe chicken tacos or Thai shrimp with candied peanuts on the table ready to go in less than 25 minutes. It's unbelievable. Okay. Amazing. Go to HelloFresh.com and use code CHATTY16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash CHATTY16 and use code CHATTY16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. So without a doubt, one of my biggest life hacks is ordering all, all of my healthy snacks, pantry staples, and other home items on Thrive Market. And because we love you, Thrive Market is offering our listeners 40% off your first order and a free gift worth over $50, which makes me so excited because like I said, biggest life hack people, okay? You deserve to get in on this too. And just in case you aren't familiar with Thrive Market or need a reminder, it's basically your one-stop shop for all healthy living via their online membership-based marketplace. First things first, you'll need to get your membership, which can either be monthly or you can get your annual subscription, which is what Becca and I both have. Then you'll get full access to Thrive Market's entire marketplace. Uh, Thrive has everything from your standard pantry staples to sustainable meat and seafood to delicious, better for you snack options. You can even shop using uh, over 90 different diet, diet and lifestyle filters to find exactly what you're looking for. Eating and living clean has never been easier than it is with Thrive. Your order shows up at your door in just a few days. You can literally find everything on the site. I am completely obsessed with these seed crackers that I have spent a whole lot of time trying to track down in person. Then I realized, of course, Thrive Market has them. Like I said, of course. And now I can order a box anytime I'm craving them. Also, as a parent, I get all of Ember Snacks, all of her goodies uh, on Thrive. It's amazing. Can your grocery store do that? Now it can when you go to thrivemarket.com slash chatty. Join today to get 40% off your first order and a free gift worth over $50. That's 
T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash chatty to get 40% off your first order and a free gift worth over $50. Thrivemarket.com slash chatty. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. that was a long-winded, but. No, I think, I don't know if I'm going to say this the right way, but I also feel like there's, we kind of just like live in a world that's all about like rushing decisions. Totally. Right, and rushing labels about yourself like in the sense that like rushing like um i like i am monogamous right i am monogamous right or then if you're all of a sudden having these feelings like maybe you would be in like better and feel more fulfilled and like yourself in a polyamorous relationship and i think that that's something that you can learn in time like you were saying like opening up the conversation seeing how it goes like i think there we have this rushed feeling too of like especially when we meet somebody that we really connect with and like, you know, like they were saying, like they have a really amazing relationship and they love their partner. Um, So there can be that fear of like, oh, I got to figure it out now because what if this isn't what I want and there's someone else? Or what if like, if I make a mistake that I lose this person? Mm -hmm. And I think that can though in the moment make the decisions easier. It can lead to like a life of regret. Because you're sure. not really really allowing yourself to like slowly grow and figure out who you are. Well, and also we like to exist things in a binary too, right? Yep. So you're you're polyamorous, or you're not monogamous, or you're mono- monogamous. And there's really like a lot of variations of all those things. People do monogamy so differently. Mm-hmm. That people do, you know, the it's it's not. I don't think it's quite as simple as like we're together for life or we're fucking other people and there's like no in between. Right. There's like a lot of, there's a, there's a lot of like little, so I mean, a lot of the things you're talking about, like that feeling right before you kiss someone and like all that kind of stuff. A lot of the stuff you're talking about sort of, I think could still fit within monogamy. Totally. Or like it could fit within, I should say, not having a sexual or romantic relationship with right. other people. Relationships are one-to-one. They are your original, you know, concept and dynamic. And if so long as there's, you know, like the the open or the um, the conversations being had and honesty being had, then your relationship can can look however you and your partner want it to look. I feel like once we started having more open conversations and talking about it, honestly, the anxiety went away and I... Uh, while I still really like that dating feeling and all of that, it has really, it's so funny. I've like cared about it for a long time. And then I feel like I'm even just like learning about things and talking about things for me, at least maybe it's just the point in my life, but it's really faded in the peripheral. And I really don't think actively about like flirting or dating other people or anything. I just, yeah, it's almost like because I explored like the fear or the anxiety, then it sort of lost a lot of weight. And maybe it'll come back up in the future, but I just don't really like it. It's not something that I actively worry about yeah, anymore. Totally. I feel very similar once certain things were opened up to me, especially in like recent days with different conversations that Evan and I had had. All of a sudden it was like, okay, I feel good now. And there mm-hmm. wasn't then all of a sudden that that desire. But at the same time, maybe it could have had an opposite effect. It was like, great, this is what I this is what I want, and I move into that. But that's the thing, I think, like you were saying before, just having the honest conversation with your partner, as awkward as as it is, does really allow for a new dynamic in a relationship that just brings a lot of peace and 
I don't know, growth in not just you, but also I think in your relationship with your partner. I think it's helpful to be strategic too. So I think it's good. Like I, I honestly don't recommend springing it on the person and be like, no. I like, like I've really been thinking about open relationships. Like I think you're probably going to be a little, if you've never talked about that, you're probably gonna be a little disappointed. I would suggest like, Oh my gosh, I've been listening to this podcast about like this. You should listen to me, listen to it with me. It's so interesting. You're like, I follow this couple on Instagram and like they do this. Like, isn't that, what What do you think? Like, you know, and just kind of, I just think it's good to be a little strategic. Otherwise, uh, oftentimes people, if they haven't really thought about it before, are like, what? You also want to help, yeah, someone wade slowly into the water. You want to jolt your partner too much. <laughs> right. And again, it might just be, disapp- the response might just be disappointing for you if you're just like, maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Asking like big defining questions right off the bat, like, hey, would you ever feel okay with me fucking someone else? <laughs> right. They're going to be like, what? <laughs> right, know? right, right. But this broad also then said that, you know, they think that they have a tendency to self-sabotage. So that's a whole different arena that maybe sure. I would I would dive into too. And obviously, no one can know that about yourself but you. But maybe if you take, take a, a serious note and look on your past relationships... It's like, okay, what are the patterns? Are there patterns in the the same type of people that you date? Are there patterns in the time when all of a sudden you might feel antsy? Like, do you have like a kind of a window where all of a sudden it happens? Like, what are the patterns? And those patterns could mean that you maybe are self-sabotaging, but they could also mean that you're trying to learn more about yourself and find a relationship that's best suited for I was going to say, I think a lot of women tell, we are told or tell ourselves that we're being self-sabotaging, but I think oftentimes it just means that we're not getting like our needs met. Mm-hmm. So anyway, okay. And that is a fact. <laughs> next question. And that is a fact. Okay, next question. Hey, Becca and Jess. First off, love you guys. Love You're you. Great. All right, now this isn't entirely a relationship question, but it is about my ex. So my ex and I dated for three years, and we are very close. We are best friends. I see him every day. We hang out together. We go on trips together. He literally helps me with my nighttime routine, helping me make sure that my bedroom isn't scary. I can call him for anything. The question is, he has a new girlfriend, and I don't know if I should be backing off as his best friend. Like I said, we are best friends. He's an important part of my life. There are no romantic or sexual feelings whatsoever. On your end. So how should I navigate this? Hmm. Thank you guys. You guys are awesome. And I can't wait for this episode. Do you ever notice that people kind of like sound like they're reading off of a script? Well, maybe they are because I know if I would call in, <laughs> I would definitely have my script That's ready. What I'm curious about. Yeah. Like, what if people have typed it out first, which I love that. The preparation, honestly, I'm like, <laughs> I wouldn't want to, I want to make sure that I get my question directly and d- direct and clear. I think this, the, I think the answer is kind of simple. Oh, really? Okay. What is, what is your, what does your gut tell you? I just think you'd be friendly to her and you operate your friendship the way that you've operated it. And she has a problem. She'll bring it up to him and you navigate it from there. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I do think that there's you you have you do want to be like a little respectful and don't be trying to like. I mean, if it's a new relationship, trying to like book him up. Uh, but no, I mean, I, I don't know. I would just approach it like with 
with any friend, if there's truly nothing between you guys, then what? Like if if your best friend started dating someone, are you going to like back off? And and if that person feels threatened, I think that's kind of on them and they need to take that up with their partner. That's their problem. Well, I mean, like I think they that's the conversation with their partner. That's yeah. not your responsibility. If you're not imposing upon their relationship, if you have a f- literal friendship, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't see that as your problem. Yeah. No, I, I, I feel similar. I do think I would think that it is important to make sure that you are actively aware of the fact that, you know, this this could be awkward for this person if they have not had a similar experience. Sure. Like if this this new girlfriend has never had an ex of hers that she's super close with, then, you know, you have to be aware of that. But I think like you said, I think if I think I would make it a a, a priority to get to know them together as a couple to yeah. be like wanting to spend time with her so that then she's feels comfortable. I do think that it's if you really love your ex and care about him and this is someone that he loves and cares about, then I think that that's important. But, you know, there are certain things that I that I could see like like the whole nighttime routine yeah, I don't really know what she's talking about. I don't know, but I, that, I don't know what that necessarily looks like. When you said he comes into your room to make sure it's safe, that's one thing. But I'm like, his nighttime routine, like he's like putting your feet in paraffin wax and putting socks on them. Like, is he giving you like a facial? Like, I mean, there's some things that I, it, it, I'd be a little bit like, what, what's going on with this? But that's dynamic? on him, you know. That's no, why. I, that's no, why I, I understand. Like- I understand that. No, I just think that like. It's okay to, I think that you should continue on with your friendship as is, but I do think that it's, that it is very valuable to make a concentrated effort to get to know them together as a couple if he does care about this person. And I don't think there's also any harm in bringing, having a conversation with him about it, like one-on-one, like that's your friend. So they can have the, the boyfriend, girlfriend, they can Mm -hmm. have their dynamic, but I do think it would be helpful even to have a conversation with your ex and say like, Hey, just FYI, like, I just want to make sure that, you know, that that there aren't any new boundaries that I should be aware of that maybe Mm -hmm. you, my ex does Mm -hmm. maybe doesn't feel comfortable with anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, that maybe the ex might feel in a certain way that like he's letting her down. So maybe he's continuing things that there's arguments behind the scenes. And I would maybe, again, if you love your ex, like a friend, like you said, I I do think there is value in being like, Hey, I love you so much. Obviously I love our relationship as is, but because I love you, I just want to make sure you know that if our relationship does change, because that's what's best for you and your girlfriend, like, I love you regardless. Like, you just let me know, like, what the boundaries are. I just have an issue with the new GF coming in and saying, like, especially if there's nothing sexual or romantic going in, I take issue with someone coming in and saying, like, I don't know. I That just, that just rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> like, if they're friends and they're the opposite sex, I kind of feel like, who are you to be like, oh, I don't want you interacting with her in this certain way. I mean, if they're like kissing or spend, spending the night cuddling together, I mean, that's one thing. But I just feel like I've been on the end of being like the friend and not even an ex, like the friend of a boyfriend of a guy who gets sure. a new girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, of course, same. And suddenly she doesn't like the mm-hmm. way. And I'm just like, no, it sucks. It sucks. But just the same way, though, I feel like how we were talking about how we've talked about setting, you know, you have your boundaries that make you feel comfortable. I don't think there's anything wrong with 
a new person who has their own set of boundaries coming in and saying, for me, I'm not comfortable being in a relationship with someone who is tucking their ex-girlfriend in at night. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that, it, I don't think that there's anything wrong, but then that, again, that's between them. Right. That's their dynamic. But that's why I'm saying as this broad, I would maybe just to even just clear the air before it could get weird is I would probably have a conversation with my ex and just be like, just give him my support and like, hey, just so you know, if there are new boundaries now because of the girlfriend, I totally get it. I obviously want to stay friends with you. We'll make it work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I think that's the only thing you can do. I say do your thing. I do. I think it's good to check in with him, but I think otherwise, like, also it sort of bugs as the then the new girlfriend. I feel like don't I feel like think about it as much as you can, like try to take the ex perspective out of it and don't try to like get in her head, you know, of like she knows I'm the ex like because I've also been on the other side where I'm like. This person is like trying to be too friendly with oh, me. Oh, no, 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 no. You know, no. like yeah. I would try to take that aspect out of it in the way that you interact with her. Otherwise, it's going to come off like you're overcompensating and like you guys are hiding Yeah, it's going to make her sus. No, that's why yeah. I was saying I feel like it's good to get to know them as a couple, yeah. not the whole like, hey, take her out to lunch and get to know her and become BFFs with her. I'm like, if that happens organically, fine. right. right. But no, that can be a weird pressure where all of a sudden you're the new girlfriend coming in being like, okay, now I have to become like best friends with this person. Yeah. And now I feel like what is really going on? <laughs> is this person still in love yeah. with my new boyfriend? Mm -hmm. Yeah, try to treat it. I would just say in your interactions with them, try to treat it as much as you would with like any girlfriend or friend who has a new partner. Mm -hmm. Just try to be as normal as you can. That's what I say. Yeah, I think I, I think there are I think like you said, I think this broad should continue. Do your thing. Yeah. Like, I don't think you need to be changing anything. I just think a conversation with your ex, not her, but with your ex is valid just to let him know, too, that you have his back and you support him. And, you know, also his new relationship. Well, or also men are kind of stupid. So you might also want to be like. Hey, does she know that we do like that? You know, you come and, and rub my feet every night before bed. <laughs> she know that. I would I would maybe bring that up with him and be like, hey, you might want to just bring up to her and just make sure that she's OK with this because you don't want to make it seem like we're hiding anything. Yes, 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 yes. I would also suggest that. Yeah. To be like, you but should you should make sure that you lay out like how our friendship is. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. So that she's not like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> I think the only thing that you could be actively aware with when it comes to interacting with her, aside from what you were saying, Becca, about like not trying to be like, yeah. come in and be like best friends. Yeah. Is just the awareness of if the three of you are together, if there's a group, just, you know, the like inside joke. I mean, it, I, I know, think it's, it's annoying as fuck. I think it's nice to be, I think it's a, it's a kind gesture to be aware of that. So instead of like, oh, you know how Jason is. It's like, <laughs> ew. <laughs> we that get can, it. You guys are besties. That like, can that's be really hard for someone, even someone who's like, you know, ha who handles the situation and is totally fine with this this new girlfriend might be completely fine with your They might current, already be broken up. Yeah, they might be broken <laughs> up. Might be completely fine with your current routine. 
But then all of a sudden, if there's a dynamic in the friend group where you're having these inside jokes, that might even shift it. So, well, yeah, I mean, I've even just been around some of Grace's friends and it's not even like a girl guy thing. It's just like, okay, I am such an outsider here in this situation. Like someone could put a little bit more of an effort in having a conversation that I could be involved in. Right. Instead of like your beef with someone sophomore year of high school where I literally am just sitting there in a table of seven people like. Oh, I went to I went okay. to a dinner like a few weeks ago and I didn't know anyone except one person there and they had all known each other for forever. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's exactly what you're talking about. I'm like, I was literally sitting at the circle table just, just like, like I laughing have like, to contribute. And I'm like, I my laughing is ridiculous because you're talking about what Betty did when you guys were 11 and dying laughing. And I then all of a sudden will catch myself fake laughing yeah. to try to join the conversation. What, are you going <laughs> to not laugh? I know. Terrible. And it's not their, it is it's not, not their, their obligation to take care of me. I showed up at the dinner, but it's nice when someone notices that and, you know, yeah. extends themselves. You're like, I'd rather be talking about, you know, Supreme Court nominations right now than this. You're right, like, right, right, right. <laughs> or even if, or even like, like being, if you are going to be talking about like inside jokes, like just being conscious of like, telling her about them not just being like oh my god the one time did a being oh like, totally being like oh my god girl like, let me tell you so, this story so about his mom he, she's ex- always the type of person right. who does that and, right and then yeah. including her on the history so yes. then when you guys laugh about it again she can genuinely laugh because yes. she's now in part of the journey yes, with you yes 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 yes. it's yes. just the little things it's the little it's just being considerate yeah it's the little things in yeah. life next question next next <laughs> Oh, it's been a while since we've said that. I know it actually. I was just thinking that. Next. Next. Hi, Becca and Jess. Um, I have been seeing a guy for about a month now, and he has everything that I was looking for. He's emotionally intelligent, currently in therapy, communicative, fun, super sweet, everything. But somehow I still don't feel a spark. And when I look at his Instagram, I don't like the person that he used to be. Um, He told me he has worked a lot on himself over the years. And I worry that I'm too judgmental. And maybe I'm confusing a spark for a lack of anxiety. Or is there just no attraction despite someone being good on paper? Um, I'm a little confused. What do you guys think? I hope you've already dumped him. <laughs> I was going to say. It's over. <laughs> what it sounds like to me is we're dealing with two problems. Number one, not the spark. And then number two, not liking what You just don't like him that much. Admit it to yourself, girl. I, you, you see, like you said, on paper, <sighs> he's all he's checking all these boxes. But honestly, trust your gut. You're not that into it. Not that into it and trust your gut. Yeah. You're having now this secondary thing coming in going like, I don't know what it is. He's all great, but I can't help but feel this thing about looking on his past Instagrams. Mm. No, that's what I mean. You're just not into you're not into him and you're sort of trying to talk your way out of it, being like, Oh, maybe I'm too judgmental. No, you don't like who you use who he used to be and potentially who he still is, and you don't feel anything special for him. Move on. <laughs> 
You'll find someone <laughs> that you don't have those issues Dude, with. Dude, it's better to be with no one than to be with someone that you're like questioning whether or not you really like them. And ugh, that's just, that just, that confusing feeling is such a thorn in your side and it'll just make you sick to your stomach until you finally, and you'll feel better when you end it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if you're going to take away anything when you hear it's better to be alone, Think about the people who are sending in messages saying, I'm in an amazing relationship and I miss the feeling of almost kissing someone. That's so true. It's a little bit like, rather just be alone and (sighs) get that feeling. That confusing feeling, though, is really not fun. And you're just going to talk, you're going to be talking yourself in and out of things, questioning yourself, doubting yourself, feeling a little icky at times when you're around this person. Just it's it's better. It's true. Next! It's just funny because like people reveal it, you know, sometimes just even in their questions. You're like, oh, you said everything about how you feel about this person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Believe yourself. Trust yourself. You know what? I feel like that is honestly kind of a good tack or like a good tip. I know. Is when you're questioning something, audio record yourself. Mm. Listen back to it in a week. Or journaling too journaling because i've even sometimes looked over journal entries over the course of a few months and i'm like oh i keep writing about this same thing that is bothering me Mm -hmm. and i forgot that i even wrote about it two weeks ago clearly Mm -hmm. there's a through thread of something that's nagging yeah and i think yeah sometimes what you write and what you say it reveals a lot like it's just subconsciously comes out (laughs) i don't know i'm like lord i i wish i had journals even though i'd be terrified to look back at them so fun to look back at i i there was three months when i was single too so that's fun where i journaled every single day and i would sometimes write pages every day and i can look back now and i'm like okay okay it's pretty fun okay oh my gosh this question that is sent uh, the broad sent it along with extra context just in case oh i thought you say content like photos would have loved that. Me too. Also, broads, just FYI, in the future, we are in from the emails not saying anyone's name because unless just let us know specifically next time or say your name in the audio message if, if you, you want, want it. that shout out because we don't want to say anyone's name without consent. <laughs> okay. How do I get over one of my best guy friends who I've had feelings for for the past two years? Two years ago, um, me I'm and this guy were really close friends. Uh, we lived in the same city. We were part of the same friend group. We hung out all the time, actually, for a while before there was the shift in me. And then one day I realized I had very intense feelings for him of more than friendship. And um, I never told him. I did not want to make it awkward. I did not want to ruin the friendship. And I told myself that it was not reciprocated, even though there were some moments. This is very nuanced, but... There were some moments that made me question if maybe it was reciprocated, but I told myself it was all in my head and that it wasn't. Um, But then because of the pandemic and other emergency situations, we both moved away, so we no longer live in the same state. We still talk and we're friends. Um, But I told myself that I would just get over it, but now it's been two years and I still cry about it and still feel like he was the one that got away. And just how do I get over somebody that I never dated? Tell him! (laughs) Yeah, I'm really curious, like, about... Did she give any context of, like, why she didn't tell him? Like, was he with someone? 
Let's read the extra context. Um, Even though we haven't lived in the same state for two years, we still talk quite frequently and are close. We have a mutual friend in L.A., and he asked me if he flew out to L.A. in March, would I be able to go uh, two at the same time, so we could both visit our friend and each other. So in we March. might. I'm so sorry. Oh my <laughs> I god, hope this you guys got together. What a delay. So we might be seeing each other in person for the first time in two years. Though we have chatted on the phone, he frequents my dreams, and every time he does, I feel gutted and like I'm going to have these feelings and love for him forever. Okay, I'm just gonna pause and say, mm-hmm. update us on email, please, please. What is the email? Ask the, Ask broads, the broads at, at gmail.com. Gmail. Please give us an update. We I will would, be checking. I would really like an update, okay? Uh, he feels so special to me, and I don't know how to move on. How can I still feel this sad two years later? Aside from my romantic feelings, he's my favorite person to spend time with all, and, and I cherish him in my life more than almost anyone, and I miss him. How am I able to let go of those feelings and move on while still calling him one of my best friends? Listen, I, yeah. I could be very wrong in this and I might be giving horrible advice. But from my perspective, we're talking two years later and you're still crying about this. I would say something. I mean, I, I just don't know why there hasn't been anything said because she thinks he doesn't like her back. Well, she said, you know, there might be the hints that he might. But I'm. it sounds like very much the reason she's not is she doesn't want to lose the friendship with him. But my thing is... <sighs> When you're feeling, when you're so in love with somebody and you're just burying it, think about the regret you might have if you find out years later he's in, he gets married and you find out years later that he also had a crush on you, that he also was in love with you. And he might be feeling the exact same way that you're feeling. He doesn't want to make you uncomfortable, ruin the friendship. Maybe he's nervous that if he tells you that all of a sudden you're going to pull back and then he won't be able to have those wonderful nighttime chats with you. Like you probably like, all right, what if if he's okay? What about this? What, what about her fear? What if he is like, totally does not see her that way and he could be totally freaked out by it i mean high risk high reward that's a little bit my thing well also you're gonna get the closure like if he's a dick to you about it then it's sort of like you're gonna have to eventually get over it and if he is a great guy i'm sure he will continue to value i mean i've I've seen this play out in friends where the other person doesn't reciprocate it but the person gets it off their chest they never have to go go through what ifs in the future and it may take some time, but the friendship will get past that uh, potential awkwardness. I completely agree. He may feel a little uncomfy at first, but if if this if this relationship is what you say it is, I'm sure. I remember, and not to be a downer because it didn't end up being romantic, but I remember one of my very best friends from like my, I mean, I'm talking about since like youth, youth, mm-hmm. like six years old, all growing up. Evan and I, when we broke up, he confessed his love to me. And I'm t- and I'm telling you, like, this guy was a person who I spent, like, four days a week with, yeah. like, most of my life. Yeah. And it wasn't like we didn't even drift apart once we were in high school and college. Like, we still stayed close. He, one night, he just put it all out there. And it was really hard because I didn't feel the same way for him. And it was a really hard conversation. I'm not going to lie and say that I, like he wasn't upset and that then I felt terrible to right, have to right. break that. But we continued to be super close friends, 1,000%. And it 
he started dating somebody like two months later and he's married to that person now and they're like super in love. And I think there was a level of closure that then happened and our friendship continued and now we're still great friends. Yeah. Um, And there's no weirdness, by the way, because he's very much like, it's just, it's, it, it, it's, I just think you sit there every night and you and you and you cry and you're hurting and you find found someone who you think might be an amazing fit for you yeah like i said like the idea of living with that regret if you don't say something and he ends up getting in a relationship and then you find out later that he had feelings for you that will destroy you and i really think that like like i said like if he is so weird and can't handle that you are interested in him I know that will be so, so difficult, but I do think it will say something about someone's character if they don't want to be involved with you at all anymore because you had romantic feelings and like, I mean, ultimately you will eventually like have that closure and get over it. Did you ever have a friend confess their love? Or were you ever that friend? I, I, uh, there was one time where I, I wanted to confess my love and I didn't. I don't regret it. I don't really care now, but, <laughs> but, uh, but were you crying about it like every night for years? No, we weren't even that close to friends, but, uh, did anyone ever confess their love to me? Mm, not that I remember. I mean, there were, pe- there were guys that I was friends with where I knew that they were sure to me sure. and there were lots of hints of it. And I was kind of like, I would kind of pull back, but no, but. I mean, there there was exes that I broke up with and eventually we were able to be friends again and because I enjoyed being with them. So, yeah, I think it's going to only go one of three ways. Either he's going to feel the same way back, which is going to be super special. Mm-hmm. He's not going to feel the same way back and he's going to be weird about it and doesn't want to be friends with you, in which case that'll be really hard, but you should not. I don't think you should be friends with someone like that or, you know, it'll be weird for a little bit and you'll get eventually get some closure because you know that you gave it a shot. Yeah, that's the thing. Like you said, the closure. And you can still be friends and still have them in your life. Even if it is a no, I think not having any sort of closure and kind of living in this like limbo, limbo, purgatory, like what if has to be like just so difficult. Yeah. And also too, I'm not saying that like you can't have long distance friendships, but like you were saying, you guys don't live in the same area anymore. Yeah. So that might make it easier too to confess your love (laughs) that like, you know, you're not in the exact same friend group constantly. So even if there is weirdness after, you're not like having to change friend groups. You're yeah. not running into him and it's awkward. Like yeah. you're kind of in the prime situation right now to take that risk and put it out there. God, it's so hard though. I know. Have you ever confessed your love? I mean, I'm trying to think. I, 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 I guess, yeah. Now that I think about it. Both of my serious boyfriends, like I was the one who kind of first broke that seal. Like I was the first one to be like, so. Oh yeah, wait, now now I'm going back. Yeah, I'm like, so, yeah, both of them. My first boyfriend and then Evan, like both of them, I said, so I really like you. Like I said it first. But I could, I got the vibe. There it was were quite vibes. clear to me. You're kind of touching so, each other. Yeah, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to say it was like I swung and I did yeah. this big risk. That was so scary. Like, don't get me wrong. I was literally shaking. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I remember physically shaking doing it. But I, I was 99.999% confident that they were going to be, they were, they were going to reciprocate. Yeah. But 
I'm not, I, don't, I haven't confessed my love to anyone who I was like good friends with and then out of the blue told them. There was some, I had a similar situation with you where I, I wish I would have just taken a risk and told someone. Yeah, I, I, I just am curious what would have happened. Like, I, it's not like I, I, yeah, I don't actively regret it, but I'm just like, oh, I, I kind of like, what would they, how, how did they feel back? Yeah. You know, I mean, you don't know unless unless somebody says something. And then when you don't say anything, this specific person that I'm thinking about, I was always like, I think there's a vibe that's happening, but it's not quite clear. I know. It wasn't like the other two where I'm like, it's pretty blatantly right. obvious to I me. Know. We've been spending a lot of time. This person was kind of like, we always hang out in groups. We were never alone. And I remember there was one moment and I'm like, this is my opportunity to say something <sighs> like I, I want to put it out there. And I did not. I know. And I, I should have. And probably, I, I do feel like usually when you feel a vibe, it is there. Yes. I mean, definitely people can be wrong sometimes, but. Well, I think what, I, I guess what I'm saying is if you feel a vibe, there usually is a vibe. That person might not want to take it into like a relationship or like a, but I, I do think that you're usually right. If you're like, we're, there's something here. Yeah. Usually. This is the last. Sorry, guys, the jets are flying in. <laughs> my God. My my uh, convoy is coming to pick me up. <laughs> yeah, to the take helicopter me. Yeah. is taking Becca. Um, You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, usually there is a vibe. They might not want to be something with you, but if you're feeling a vibe, there might, that usually means there's yeah. a vibe. Maybe they're not wanting to commit to anyone right now. And so maybe they're not going to be like, yes, I want to, like, let's go on dates. Well, maybe it's just a sexual chemistry. Yeah. And they don't have any romantic feelings, but there's still, there's probably, if you're feeling something there, there probably is something there, even if they don't want to take it somewhere. Does that probably. make sense? Probably. Okay, broads, one more quick pause to chat with you all for a second. Pets bring a lot of joy into the lives of their owners, but if you have an indoor cat, then that means you've got a litter box, which if you've ever smelt a litter box that is overdue for cleaning, you know what I'm talking about, okay? If you have a cat at home, there's only one litter brand that you've got to have, and that is Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter is superior, okay? For starters, its crystal formula is ultra-absorbent and long-lasting, which means odors are trapped instantly. And the litter literally absorbs liquid, which means so much less scooping and zero clumping. Pretty Litter's formula is also dust-free, aka virtually mess-free, and doesn't contain any of the harmful chemicals often found in other brands. So it's better for you, it's better for your family, and better for your cat. But the thing that really sets Pretty Litter apart, the fact that it can help you keep an eye on your cat's health. Pretty Litter's crystals actually change color to help detect early signs of illness in your cat, like urinary tract infections and kidney issues. And cats can be known to be, they can hide and be mysterious about their health. So just knowing that Pretty Litter is keeping an eye out can bring such peace of mind. Pretty Litter traps odors. It doesn't have the clumping. It gives you peace of mind. That's why everyone loves it. You and your cat will love it too. Go to prettylitter.com slash chatty to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash chatty to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash chatty. So even before Chatty Broads was born, I have always been a avid podcast listener like I don't care if I have five minutes a five minute drive down the street or I have an hour to get ready before a work meeting you will always find me with a podcast playing 
Needless to say, I have listened to a lot of different podcasts, and we have a new one for you that you will love, and that is Nikki Boyer's Call Me Curious. Call Me Curious is equal parts educational plus entertaining. Each episode will give you the answers to all of life's hard-hitting questions in health, pop culture, and relationships, from life's greatest mysteries to the internet's hottest topics. So next time someone asks you about cryptocurrency, there's no need to panic because you'll basically be an expert thanks to Call Me Curious. I cannot tell you how many times... Call Me Curious has saved my butt at social gatherings. I used to always sneak away to the bathroom and furiously Google talking points uh, when a topic came up that I didn't know a lot about. But now that I love Call Me Curious, my bathroom Googling is a thing of the past. Listen to Call Me Curious on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you listen. You can listen early and ad-free by subscribing to Wondery Plus and Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app. Okay, next. Next. Hey, Becca and Jess. So I'm currently like kind of in discussions with my ex-girlfriend about getting back together. Um, We've been like hooking up and and starting to talk about it. And I recently listened to y'all's breakup episodes and I love them, but I hoped maybe y'all could talk a bit more about getting back together and advice you have on that. Because like I know it's part of Jess and Evan's story. Um, I guess my question is, like, how do you get back together tastefully? Mm. And, like, what's the best way to go about not letting the time that you were broken up and, like, maybe other people you were involved with, etc. Like, how do you not let it bother you and mess with the relationship? Or just, like, general thoughts and advice for getting back together with an ex. Um, So, yeah, if y'all would answer that, that'd be great. Um, and, and have a good day. Thank you. <laughs> you, you too. <laughs> you know, I remember we had someone on who said, I don't remember who it was, but they said that they had gotten back with an ex and that it ultimately did not work because of kind of what had what they I had. I think it each, was Taylor Tomlinson. Who had. Huh. I've, I'm, maybe I'm, think, I'm thinking of someone of a long time ago. I oh, remember okay. who who said that it didn't work because they could not rem, like they they basically couldn't get over what happened in the interim of their relationship. Oh yes, 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 yeah. Taylor Tomlinson was saying when she found out she started dating someone new and then found out about all of the ex people and couldn't get over it. Oh, someone new. Yeah, yeah. No, this one was sort of like in the in the mm-hmm. breakup period. They they the partner ultimately kind of couldn't get over all of the uh, happenings. Mm-hmm. As far as the interim when you were broken up, let's hit that one first. Sure. Because you're, there's a few layers with this one, right? Um, in my personal experience, and everyone's different, for me, your relationship with your partner is your relationship with your partner. So that's my focus. The way that I handled it with Evan was we don't talk about it. Yeah. And eventually... Eventually, like years down the road, it gets brought up when it's safe again. Because this is fresh, it's new, your heart's fragile. You can also ask when you're ready to, right? Exactly. So who were you dating? Exactly. Their heart's fragile, your heart's fragile still. It's, it's, this is like a, this type of rekindling can be so exciting, but also like nerve wracking. And like, it's doubly painful to go there because this is someone that you loved previous, like you've loved them, or maybe you love them, kept loving them the whole time, whatever. But I would just say and have a and have a conversation if your ex-girlfriend now 
potentially current girlfriend um, is comfortable with it that like, let's just not even go there. And I would also, when you preface this (laughs) from a personal (laughs) note, I wouldn't preface it by being like, Hey, so let's not talk about what happened when we were broken up because then your girlfriend's going to be like, what in God's name are you hiding? Or did (laughs) you imagination goes crazy? No, I would make sure that it's clear to them. Like, Hey, listen, I'm nervous that if I find out about what was going on in the interim, that I'm going to let my imagination go wild. It's going to hurt me too much. I just want to start our relationship fresh and just be between me and you. And maybe one day when we feel comfortable going there, like if I feel ready, then I'll I'll let you know. But can we maybe just not talk about this for right now and just focus on us? That That's my opinion. Yeah, I think it's good. I mean, I don't think there's any right way to get back with someone. I've had, I had two boyfriends that, one that I wanted to get back to, both, I'm not great, I or I was not great about uh, hooking up with exes. So I had one ex-boyfriend who I was hooking up with and talking on the phone with and you know, spending time with, and I wanted to get back with him. And then I had another one where we were hooking up and, you know, spending all this time together and he wanted to get back with me and ultimately, like, neither really happened, but... I would just caution to be really aware of why you broke up. Mm-hmm. Because I know for like one ex, it was like everything was great when we started hooking up and spending time together. And then I just like noticed kind of the more entangled we got, the same kind of like fights and issues started coming up. Mm-hmm. And I remember just being like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Like, this is why we broke up. Like, we're not really good for each other where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. And the reason we got together in the first place is because we have so much fun and we love spending time together. But just ultimately keep in mind why you broke up and make sure that those issues are taken care of. I think that's very important. <laughs> um, <laughs> Otherwise you, you're going to find yourself in the same mess. Yeah. Um, so I'll say with Evan and myself, Uh, We broke up initially and then we like maybe like seven months, six, seven months after we broke up, started hooking up again and in the midst of hooking up, realized that really the things that needed to change hadn't changed yet. And then that hurt 10 times worse to then have almost a secondary breakup. Yeah. So then the next time we started hooking up again, like another six months later. Um, after we started to hook up and then I could feel myself starting to get attached in that way again I had put up a pretty hard like I had like a wall going so I felt like it wasn't getting to me too much but as soon as I started to feel myself going there again I pulled back and then he was like let's be in a relationship like I'm ready Mm -hmm. but something that we did that I do feel like solidified us having a healthy relationship getting back together is recognizing that what our problem wasn't was sexual chemistry, Mm. right? Whenever we would see each other, it was like 
you, we wanted to just hook up immediately. That mm-hmm. was always great. And when we were alone having sex, things were wonderful. Mm-hmm. It was as soon as sex wasn't involved, then you'd start arguing about this, this, and that. Exactly. Most of the time when friends were around, it was other people outside of our relationship that caused a lot of problems. So as soon as we started hooking up again the second time, and then he was like, let's get back together. And this is, again, just work is what worked out for me is before I said yes, I said, I, I need you to just I, I just need to think about it and process and kind of go back on our timeline to see if we have changed. And I took physicality off the table for mm-hmm. like a month. So I hung out. We went on dates. We hung out with friends. We weren't in a committed relationship, but I removed sex because that was. A blinder. A blinder for us. And that was something that we did well together. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I removed that and spent the next month just being with him and with friends and just, you know, going to dinners and whatever, um, I was able to, to then like confidently say, I'm ready to get back into a relationship because I see that we have actively changed what we needed to change to be able to work. Totally. So with this broad, it sounds like they were saying that they started to hook up again so maybe that's something you think about go okay like you were saying look back why did you break up yeah are you wanting to get back together again because you're in love with each other and things have changed and you both have grown and so you're excited and you're hooking up and it's great and it's going to be great or is there like you started to hook up and it feels good again and so you're wanting to push yourself back into a relationship yeah, just I would just say, do you guys have a healthy dynamic? Mm-hmm. As far as doing it tastefully, I don't really know what you mean. I feel like you. Do you guys want to be together? Get back together? Yeah, I think probably it's wanting to do it in a way that like we're not going to have another breakup again. Mm. Like. Do it, you know, the quote unquote, like the right way, so that it doesn't. But I. I, I Going back to what I said earlier in the episode about feeling like in our society, we feel like we have to be rushed. I would say take your time. Yeah, I wasn't sure if the tastefully had to do with other people's perception either, in which case I was kind of thinking like, okay, well, still good to take your time. Yeah. But otherwise, like, who cares? If you all love each other and I say take your time. Unless, and this maybe, if I, I mean, I'm reading into that like how to do it tastefully comment like in a in a world there might be lots of friends or family members or loved ones who are concerned about you getting back together and if that is the case you i would spend time talking to those people hearing Mm -hmm. their concerns Mm -hmm. and to try not to be clouded by the feelings of being excited about getting back with your ex and really yeah. consider that and be like, are there valid concerns here? Are there issues that have not been addressed or fixed actively mm-hmm. since like we broke up initially? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that in that is like an extension of taking time. Talk to the people in your life, you know, if you trust them, of course. <laughs> um, and just maybe, I don't know, slowly kind of wade into it. Go out on dates, you know, don't spend, I would say another thing that I would suggest, and I'm not even now talking about sex or intimacy here, sexual intimacy, um, maybe don't spend the night at each other's house 
every night. Mm. I know that I was getting in that habit where it was like um, just literally then spending every single moment together because we were so excited to be back Mm -hmm. together. Taking it like you started to at the top where it's a little bit like, okay, on Thursday, we're going to go out on a date night and we're planning it. And then on Saturday, we're going out with friends together. Yeah. And then, you know, Saturday night, we'll spend the night together. But giving yourself some space. Yep. Next. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, hello, Jess and Becca. Um, Well, I'm a longtime listener, big fan. Um, But so my best friend and his girlfriend just moved back from Thailand. And I haven't, they've been traveling for like three years. And since he's been back, we've gotten like really close again. And I personally am very much so in love with him. And okay, she's in love with her best friend um, who has a girlfriend. She recently moved back to Thailand without him. That's kind of like a I'm going, you can join me whenever kind of thing. And I don't know. We talk like on the phone for like five hours at a time and we text all night, every night. Mm. Um, and we're just like really intimate with each other. But when I say he's the best human being on the planet, like truly so kind and would never hurt a soul. I mean it like he's the furthest thing from a fuck boy, but I'm not really sure what to do because I would love to tell him, but I don't want to influence his decision on if he's going to move away with her or not. Um, but also like it kind of gets hard sometimes, but what are your guys' thoughts on the whole thing? Thank you. I right off the bat have some things to say. Okay. Now everyone's human. So I've been there too. However, this person is skirting the line with it and they're still in a relationship with someone. And I don't like that. And not everyone agrees with me on this stuff, but I feel strongly about this. Let me, though, pull back something. All right. To a previous conversation. What about our conversation with our our broad friend earlier about her and her ex-boyfriend? They had already been. This is what I think is different. They had already had that kind of friendship established long before this new chick came along. Okay. This guy was already in a relationship. She said it was her best friend though. But she said, we've gotten really, really close since he moved back from Thailand. Okay. 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 Talking on the phone for five hours, texting all night. Okay. Okay. Clearly their relationship has developed much more recently than in the past. And that's where I go. I don't think it's an active choice to like cross a line. However, I don't, I, I, I really don't like, and I know it cause I've been there. I, and I've been that person. It, I do not like when people are pretending like they don't know what's happening, but they are skirting the line. I would be, I don't know. I don't know this, but just in my experience, like I said, in my own experience, doing this kind of thing and knowing people, I think he knows that his girlfriend would not be happy if he was texting all night and talking on the phone for five hours. Yeah. So I take a little issue with that. I think it's big red flag energy right now, for sure. It's big red flag energy. And granted, we're all human. And of course. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not saying. I, yeah. Like, like she said, he could be the most wonderful guy. We're all human. We get caught up. You meet someone, or in this case, you already have a relationship with somebody um, who you really care about. And then you maybe it becomes more powerful or intense. And he is at a crossroads. Like, she has moved to a different country. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to decide where to go. So... I get that too, uh-huh. but 
Unless this, okay. Unless this guy, unless his girlfriend is very aware of exactly the dynamic of the relationship, unless this is being communicated, right? Where it's like girlfriend knows, oh, um, my boyfriend and her, like they talk constantly. They've been best friends for forever. They text all night. Like if that's being communicated, then okay. It's not. But I, it, I'm just getting an energy that uh, he's, and again, human. It is what it is. We, we've all been there, but having his cake and eating totally. it too a little bit. I would, I, I actually maybe would not do this because I might be too scared to, but I do think it's so hard to remove that fear of like, what if I lose this person or distance this person? But it really is what's best. I wish I had followed my own advice about this, but I would honestly say to him, like, hey, does blah, blah, blah know, like, kind of that we that we talk a lot? Like, is that something she's comfortable with? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I feel like we're entering into something that's, like, a little bit more than friends. I don't know if that's just something that I'm feeling on my end. I don't even think you have to confess your love. But I think you'd be like, I'm getting, like, I'm, I'm feeling like our relationship has, like, changed a little bit. And mm-hmm. I just wonder if, like, does your girlfriend kind of know about that? Is she cool about that? Mm-hmm. And then if he denies it and he's like, what? What are you talking about? Because uh-huh. I would think too, <sighs> Dear Broad is, um, let's play this scenario out. Let's just say you tell him that you are in love with him. And he says, oh my God, I feel the same way. And he breaks up with his current girlfriend and starts dating you. Are you going to feel comfortable with him having a friendship with another woman? Or are you going to be thinking in the back of your mind, like, this is the type of guy who's then going to, like, I try, I, I do like to think about that for my future relationships a little bit. Like, what is this going to look like when I'm in the scenario with this person? Yeah. I mean, I guess I've just had, I've been in that situation though, where it wasn't so much a, well, I guess ultimately it was sort of breaking the trust of the person I was with, but it was more like I was dragging my feet, which isn't right. I was dragging my feet, breaking up with someone, but ultimately I already kind of was over them and I just didn't want to pull the trigger to break up. And so it it wasn't so much about like betraying the, the, the person I'm about to break up with, but it was just like, yeah, it, it was already kind of over and now I'm vibing yeah, with this no, new person. No, I'm not even talking about on his end that he's going to go do this yeah, again. Yeah. I'm saying from her perspective, like if this all works out the way you're hoping, and I'm not saying this in a, in a way that I'm like, this this is a bad thing. Yeah, It's just a thing that I know I would think about. I'm like, okay, if I'm in love with this person, but he's currently dating someone. If I confess my love and he leaves her for me and then we end up in a relationship, am I going to feel comfortable or am I, am I always going to kind of feel on edge? Like he he ditched her to come with me. Like who's to say that he won't do it again? And I'm not saying he would. She also ditched him. Well, I mean, she, but they're still together. I know that's that whole thing's weird too. It sounds like they're already on their way out. So or that's maybe a, that's she's like thing. going back to school, and he wasn't going to school there. I mean, there could be that 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 could be. She worded things. it though, where she, it sounded like the girlfriend moved and was like, "You can either come with me or stay." And mm-hmm. then she said something about, "I don't want to influence his decision." So it sort of sounds like he is in the process of deciding whether or not to 
Like, it, it seems like his relationship with the girlfriend is at a crossroads. Oh. What? We just have some major context clues that were in the email Got attached. It. Okay, are you ready for this? Oh, man. Drop it on me. Buckle Drop it on bitches. me. Drop it on me. Just for reference, uh, my best friend and I were very in love in college four and a half years ago. talking about this guy. Yes. Okay, let me read this again. So the, the guy, just for reference, my best friend and I were very in love in college four and a half years ago. Oh, but I was, ex. But I was emotionally unavailable and now we're close again and he has a girlfriend. This guy knows exactly what he's fucking doing. He's in love with you too. Yeah, and he needs to break up with his girlfriend. Yeah, so I would just say that straight up. You guys already have, you guys have a long-standing relationship. I would be like, hey, I think that we're entering into territory that is more than friends. I feel like if you want to like keep your integrity, you need to either cut this off with me or cut it off with her. Mm -hmm. And I would very much watch how he handles this. I mean, it's really that simple. Cut it, it off with me because they're crossing a boundary with her or cut it off with her. And let's do this thing. Let's do it, baby. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, keep a sharp eye on the way that he handles this. Because if you see him dragging his feet and it's taking him a hot minute, that is a massive red flag. Step back. Step back. Say, hey, you know what? Like, I'm going to give you some like I'm going to give you some space. And yeah, again, I understand you. There's a thing, the feeling of pressure when all of a sudden yeah. if you spring someone on something, you got to let him process for right. a moment. Okay. But he knows that he's still in love with you. Right. That's why you guys are talking five hours yeah, a night. Exactly. And may, here's the thing, though. He doesn't know that she's in love with him for sure, because the last time sure she was emotionally. emotionally unavailable. Yeah, I wouldn't do like me or her. I would just straight up be like, I'm having feelings like we're more than friends and we're entering back into that space. Thoughts on her saying, hey, just just so you know, like I have feelings for you. And I feel like at this point, we're kind of crossing a boundary here and I'm not comfortable continuing on. I would love yeah, to be love with you. I would love to be with you, obviously. And I and I hope that we can be. But I'm not comfortable because you have a girlfriend. So I'm going to take a step back and see what he does. Does uh, he break yeah. up with his girlfriend and does he come rushing to you or does he... Or does he try to rope you into without he doing anything? Or with the does girlfriend? he send you or does a week after you say that and you push back, he sends you that late night high and he's still dating his girlfriend. This mm -hmm. is going to tell you a lot about your potential future relationship with this man. That is that I agree. No, I 100 percent agree because it, it's it's yeah, I actually think it goes so beyond like whether or not he's deceiving the girlfriend or like you said or whether or not he'll do it again kind of like you're saying you're like it's not so much of whether he's not whether or not he's going to do it again i think he just says something about his backbone as like a person is yeah. he going to do what needs to get done yeah or not or is he going to drag his feet because it's unpleasant mm -hmm. i think that that's really actually important in person we don't talk about that a lot like are you going to do the unpleasant thing or are you just going to be like oh, i don't want to hurt her mm -hmm. and just stay in your mess and once you set that and once you mm, set that line like that. and you say, I just for the sake of myself um, need to pull back because I think we have crossed the line and I know that I have feelings for you. Um, keep I would say keep that hard mm -hmm. line and I know it will be so unbelievably tempting if he sends those little baity texts to start to flirt because you're in love with him yeah. and to get back into that. But unless he's coming to you and saying like, 
hey, I appreciate it. I'm I'm taking care of it now or I'm I'm I ended it with her or I just need like another week to process unless that communication's happening. I think that that's fine. But I'm a little concerned that we're going to get the little I don't know what it is. I have a feeling in my bones. I sure hope not. I hope that it works out wonderfully, but I just I have this thing where I'm like, "Please just be aware of this because I just have this feeling." Send us an update. Please send us an update. <laughs> Ask the broads at gmail.com and let us know what happened. Honestly, all of these, I need some updates on all of these. Please let us know. Yeah, no, I want to know. I really do, actually. Let us know. Give us the updates. By the way, speaking of breakups, I did want to read this okay. um, that I saw from our friend, the angry therapist, John okay. Kim, who we love. I saw him post this and I was just like knowing that we were going to have a relationship conversation and now especially hearing that there's some breakups that either the broads are involved in or people outside of the broads are involved in. He posted this. Someone sent in a question to him and it said, how to forgive yourself for falling in love and wasting so much time with the wrong person. Hmm. And his answer was, you're blaming yourself for choosing to love someone and didn't work out, but you are not at fault. You did nothing wrong. It doesn't matter how much we know. There are no guarantees with love and you are only 50% of any relationship. I know it's easier said than done because we are all hard on ourselves, but you have to actively stop blaming yourself. Instead, know that you practice courage and believed in something greater. Mm. I thought that was so good. Mm. I, uh, our, our couples therapist tells us like, you know, he's like, what he, he was asking, like, what do you want out of the relationship? And, or like, what, what are you wanting? What are you desiring? And I think I said something about like, you know, I want us to, you know, create a relationship, create like a long lasting relationship where, you know, like I, I want to grow old together, whatever. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, what you're asking for then is relationship insurance. I can't give an insur- relationship insurance. No one can. And it was something I actually was thinking about at the end of Clayton's season. And the girls are like, yeah. I want to know I'm the one. Mm-hmm. I want to know I'm the one that you're going to spend your life with or whatever that you're going to get engaged to. And while it is a super valid desire, mm-hmm. we are we are never guaranteed anything with anyone. And he was saying that like not as a depressing thing, about, but like, you all you can do is take it moment by moment and evaluate like your desires and needs in this moment. Because saying that I want to be with someone to get forever has actually nothing to do with my desire in the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, my desire in the moment is maybe like I want to feel validated in the effort that I put into our home, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or uh, I want to feel. Um, more pursued like can you know or, or whatever that's right. a desire in the moment anything else like if you're saying what you want for the future i want to spend the rest of our lives together you can't get you can't get relationship insurance no no i think that's such a good way to put it too because i mean when we've talked about this before uh like i said with my in <laughs> wild jealousy for a long time and my extreme paranoia that my partner would hurt me. I'm like, I know it's going to happen. Mm. And I'm going to, so I'm going to do everything I can to make sure, to ensure it that they don't hurt right. me. And like I said, the, the time that I 
when I started to finally be able to experience love and like beauty in a relationship, enjoy myself is when I realized that I'm like, I can only take care. I can only control myself. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you start trying to control the other person, it's not going to go well. No. And then you're not actually getting the genuine, authentic person that you would want in a relationship. You're probably also going to end up projecting a lot of your own shit onto the other person instead of like addressing what needs to change in you. So that's why when I saw John Kim post that and say you're only ever 50% of a relationship, it's like you're only 50% of a relationship but you're only 100% in control of yourself. That's the only thing that you can be in control of. And you can be the most incredible partner who is loving, sacrificial, fun, kind, stunning, talent. I mean, everything can be 100 and the person could hurt you. Yep. 100%. And vice versa. You can be the shittiest person in the world and have a partner who loves you for forever and is faithful and wonderful. I mean, it's really you're only in control of yourself. How do you go to posts you've liked? I'm trying to say there's something that has to do exactly like like with what you're saying and I can't find it. Oh, but I don't know how you get to posts you like. I only have saved. I always just flag <sighs> them and I save them. Anyway, I saw something. I, I saw something I'm trying to find on Instagram right now and maybe I can't find it. No, I don't think I saved it. But... um. It was just essentially saying, God, what were you just talking about? About? Oh, oh, it was talking about the only thing you, you've been able to change is yourself. I, I follow some sort of relationship. I think it's called the secure, the secure relationship is the Instagram handle. Love I believe that. a Love good follow. Yep. The secure relationship. It's really, really, really good. Following. So, and they talk a lot about like attachment theory and all that secure versus anxious or avoidant um, attachment. And they talked about like, you know, b- basically all you can do uh, is yourself is, is take care of yourself, handle yourself. And they also made the good point too of like, you need, I hope it was on their account. It was sort of like, and you also need um, you cannot expect your other partner to change like immediately because I think oftentimes you're like, I'm growing. You're not growing. This isn't working. Mm-hmm. And they were sort of saying also like. If you have the capacity and if you love this person, have some patience, it might take like some like long time, like, you know, like a year or two. And then you can really evaluate. Is this person just so far behind me and their own development that it's you know, we're, we're not on the same page anymore in terms mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. how we're communicating with each other and how where we are of ourselves and all that. But like, I've just even noticed just even in the past week of really sinking into that of like, I can only control the way that I talk. And I might feel like Gray is being irrational or the way that he's talking to me right now is really accusatory but I'm just going to diffuse it and I am not going to get defensive and I am just going to keep bringing it back to like, I understand how he feels. I get how that could hurt and just kind of keep bringing it back to that. And it was, I did it the other day. It was so hard because I, <laughs> I kept just yeah. feeling like wanting to defend myself of and like mm, getting triggered by the way things were being phrased and wanting to correct and be like, can't mm-hmm. you just bring it up to me this way? But instead I just kept Going back to like, yeah, I get how that must have really hurt you. Mm -hmm. And like kind of going back to that over and over again. And you know what, though? It totally smoothed everything over. And then ultimately he was able to come back and be like, you know, I was just feel I was feeling like really whatever, fill in the blank, insecure Mm -hmm. or whatever. And then I was like, 
wow, I just stopped that from turning into what could have been a three or four hour fight. But because even though he couldn't choose it in the moment, I chose to not get defensive, to just just accept and let it wash over me and just kept trying to see like he's feeling hurt. He's feeling defensive. He's feeling injured. Right. And it really helped. And I was really inspired by that experience to be like, especially when you see active, then like positivity in your relationship. And I think like you can, I think that your partner, like if you can model that, if you can do that consistently for like a few months, they probably, you know, if you guys are paired well, they probably will pick up on it Mm -hmm. and they probably will feel a difference and they probably will feel, I I think like ultimately it comes down to, Usually both people feeling insecure about something. And so mm-hmm. if you can be secure and you can validate that person over and over again in their needs, I think eventually like they will feel secure and then they can model that back to you. Totally. I know like with with Evan and myself, when the jealousy was like so raging that um, he, because of my reactions, would start to hide things from mm-hmm. me. We talked about that. And then he wasn't being fully honest. And even though he wasn't like, oh, boy, active, right. Yeah. Even though he wasn't actively lying or deceiving there was a lot of omitting going on right things he knew i would have wanted to know were not being expressed and it just would make it 10 times worse and then i would be like you're this way and you're this way and you're this way and then when i started to work on myself and work on controlling my jealousy and especially doing that in conversations it didn't happen right away but over some time, and not tons of time, but just a, over a little bit of time, when I changed that dynamic in the way that I would respond in conversation or the way that I would handle situations, all of a sudden, guess who starts offering up information? I remember the first time I literally, like, for I'll never forget it, the first time that he offered up information mm. without me asking that he knew was gonna the old you, version yeah. of me would have flipped a lid. And he tentatively put it out there. And I went, oh, really? She did. She said, oh, what? Was game changer for him. Yeah. And I go, oh, she said, what? I'm like, how'd you feel about that? And he's like, I don't know. I felt kind of weird. I'm like, oh, dang, clearly. I mean, I, I don't blame her. Of course, you're, you're cute or whatever. And inside, I was <laughs> dying. <laughs> dying. <laughs> but then he did it again and again. And then all of a sudden, guess what? I'm like, I have this person who's very open with me. You felt more secure. Immediately. He felt more safe. And then instantly you guys are both going from being insecure and feeling unsafe in the relationship to each other to boom, almost in a snap, being that much more secure, that much more safe. And being them like comrades. So like when shit Mm -hmm. happened, when shit would happen that would normally cause a fight, it almost became kind of like a thing that brought us together. Like we would laugh about it and be like, oh my God, what happened? And then we became closer and it was like, then we're sharing this private thing together. Yeah. And it and it created more intimacy with us. Yeah. I've realized that like a lot of, I mean, I mean just like most people's relationship issues come down to the same shit. Like, Honestly, that's that's something I've just been learning a lot more in like therapy, a lot more in just like r- different resources. I'm like, oh, the most relationship problems come down to the exact same thing. Um, th- this was this person I'm just obsessed with on Instagram right now, Clementine Morgan. There was this post that I loved. So many conflicts come down to I am afraid I don't matter to you. I am afraid I am not safe. 
affirming things like you matter to me, your needs matter to me. I want to make sure you feel heard and supported goes a very long way. We're more successful at navigating conflict when we address the underlying connection needs first Mm -hmm. before moving on to the content of the conflict. This is true in all types of relationships, not just romantic ones. And that's so true. Like when I think about it in terms of my friendships, in terms of business relationships, it usually does come down to like, I don't feel like I matter. I don't feel like I'm valued. I don't feel recognized. It's not about all the surface shit. It's not about all the tit for tat. I want to do it this way. You want to do it that way in any kind of relationship. And I just felt like that was so true. And like those statements go... And that's what I was saying, like just experiencing that literally over the weekend being like, oh, but just taking some time to be before getting defensive yeah. to be like, damn, that must really hurt when I when mm-hmm. when I say that I see how that has really hurt you. Then that person's like, yes, yes, it has. <laughs> like, yeah, thank you for <laughs> thank you for validating my experience and my feelings. And instantly everything's kind of like, hmm. And it might actually like in in our argument, you know, he kind of kept going on for like ten and or you're fifteen like, minutes. You've been you know? taking it too far. I know. And then I just yeah. kept, you know. And then he's like, "Well, yeah." And also, you know, when you do this, and then just being like, "Man, I'm so I'm so sorry that that you know," and just kind of continuing to validate right. over and over again. And then eventually, it was like, "All right, I got all that on my and chest." I, and I believe then the more that that becomes regular, the less that. The, like the the less of a time he spends having to do that, right? Absolutely, because so, then he feels secure. Exactly. Feels so, so the next argument that gets brought up, it's like instead of then needing to maybe let it out for 15 minutes where you're then holding it in and being like, I see that, it comes down to then two. You know what I mean? Like Because then a he little no longer feels like, like he has to prove himself or, exactly. or, fight, or fight to be heard or fight to yes, be seen, right? Yes, totally. Oh my gosh. Good stuff. It's so good. Good stuff. Well, I'm going to let you go to therapy. I wanted to read one thing really quick because I, Evan uh, sent this to me this week and I was like, oh my God, this, this is just, it's a poem. It's Mm. a short poem. Mm. Tell me. But it's like, I was thinking about, I feel like this poem really, it encapsulates a lot of things, but I was thinking about how painful relationship can be just in general. It's a beautiful thing, but it also can be so difficult. So, this uh it's called rapids and i'm so sorry i do not have the i have to look up i'll include it in the episode notes but it's called rapids streamed through narrows we fall into life like water from a height shocked to breathe in white water foam we surface glide and occasionally dive for depth perspective the distance between banks widens and the current appears to slow until in mid mid run we seem to be standing still For a moment, our gaze may outward go, and we midst time's immensity, only stagnation awaits on shore. So stay in the flow, love and laugh a lot, try to be of service, change for the better if you can. The narrowing will return, the current begin to race once more until the rush of rapids and the next fall. Oh, kind of depressing. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it's the opposite of depressing. (laughs) Like in those moments, right? You hit that fall and it's like, oh my God, there's mm. this rush and it's it's rough. And then all of a sudden you're stagnant and you see the shore. Mm. But it's like, just stay in the flow. Would you say the first sentence again? Yeah. Streamed through narrows. Streamed? Streamed through narrows. We fall into life like water from a height. I'm going to see if I can find it. <laughs> 
Hmm. Can't find it. Hmm. But it's just all about being in that flow. Hmm. Like it hurts right now. Hearing some of these messages, you're like, oh God, I'm in love with somebody. I don't know if they love me. Maybe they won't love me. And it fucking hurts and it's rough. And there's that stagnant moment where you're like, nothing's moving and I'm able to pause and I see the shore, but there's nothing there. Mm. You stay in the flow. You stay in the water because the water's going to pick up eventually and you'll get back into the flow and life will move again. And you'll be able to love and laugh a lot again. You know? It's so funny. I heard it the exact opposite where I was thinking of the rapids as like these tumultuous times. And so I was sort of thinking of like, the rapids are going to return again. They always return. Right, but that's the thing. But it's the true. rapids could be positive or negative, yeah. right? It, there's going to be the hard times that you hit and then there's going to be the positive times that you hit that rattle you. Good and bad can shake it up and then you'll have the stagnant times and you'll pause for a moment but then life will pick up again and you'll have these moments where you can laugh a lot and enjoy and love. And mm. that's just the movement of life. Mm. Say la vie. <laughs> Do you think it's just better to be single? Be Probably. Alone? Probably. Probably. So moral of this episode is just break <laughs> up if you're with anyone. Break up. <laughs> Just be alone and, that just way. and honestly, just travel the world and just uh, do, you know, anything you want to do. Just put your walls up because if you put your walls up, no mm. one can hurt you. Exactly. <laughs> and also then like you can make your own monetary decisions. You're not having to pay for any money out. <laughs> Get that coin and be alone. Am I right? Or am I right? <laughs> you are right. <laughs> Chat soon. Chat soon, broads. Up to tennis updates. Oh, yes. We'll talk about them next time. Please send. Send.